All right, welcome everyone to another episode of the Jake Dunlap Show. We are very excited that you joined us. If you haven't tuned in, this is the show where we talk to celebrities, thought, and industry leaders to really discover their journey to success. I am super excited that you're joining us. This show is like no other, I can promise you that. You might laugh, you might cry, but you will definitely leave inspired and gain a whole new level of insight into those people that you follow, love, and admire. All right, everyone, welcome to another episode of The Jake Dunlap Show. I am your host. You tune in every week, so you know this, Jake Dunlap. And today's episode is going to be a fun one. It's going to be a quick 2021 Reflections. I did a, what was that, two weeks ago? Yeah, two weeks ago. I did my 2022 Predictions podcast. So for the last podcast of the year, I thought what I'd do is really highlight some of the highlights, some of the low points, and really some of my top takeaways for 2021. 2021, you know, candidly, business-wise, fantastic. Personal family-wise, fantastic. Health-wise, meh. Maybe I got to work on the balance a little bit, but I'm going to get into that here throughout the episode. So I'm just going to walk you through some of the highlights from the year. And I think there still will be a lot of takeaways for people and maybe some reflections. And I really want to encourage everyone to reflect as you go into the new year. You know, it's really interesting. We go through our day to day so quickly. The reality is, if you look at the data, feel free to, you know, Google, maybe we'll toss up Google search links in there. Um, our brain gets so much smarter faster and gets so much better when we actually take the time to reflect, you know, as opposed to going from call to call to call to call. What happens is you don't actually retain the learnings or the knowledge. So take time, more time to reflect. And that's what I'm trying to do right now. So highlights for the year. One, we'll start on the company, uh, the company front. So scale this year grew over 100% year over year and over 33% from pre-COVID numbers. And it's pretty wild. Um, this year, at the end of 2020, um, you know, for me, is coming from a sales leadership standpoint, you know, thinking about all the intricacies of finance, et cetera, isn't always my strong suit. Um, my wife can attest to that as well, too. And for the first time ever at the end of 2020, we did budgets. We did forecasts and we did budgets. And lo and behold, the number that we ended up at was almost identical to what we forecasted. And it's one of those silly things. And, and also our profit ended up almost identical to what we budgeted. And so it was one of those, you know, kind of key learnings for me is like, if you don't, what is it? Planning, failing to plan is planning to fail. And I think sometimes I'd been operating the company, we, we'd come up with targets, you know, we'd have revenue targets, but we wouldn't have really a true forecast, a true budget for how to get there. So we got there. So that's my takeaway. Um, you know, around the company growth. We added some big logos this year, Hootsuite, MindTickle, Data Robot, Thermo Fisher, LinkedIn for the third year, um, and a slew, slew, ABD, a slew of others. And, you know, we've really started to make that move upstream. And really what we're seeing more and more is companies are looking for non- traditional ways to solve problems. It used to be that people, you know, you'd hire a sales trainer or you'd hire, you know, a, a big name consulting firm like a McKinsey and you'd get either a shot in the arm from a trainer 
or you'd get from a McKinsey, you'd get a, you know, a half a million dollar bill and, you know, a 600 page document. And what we found is that even big companies are looking for help in scaling and help in more tactical hands-on support. So big highlight for the year for the business there. On the personal fund, LinkedIn. So LinkedIn this year, I had over 11 million views, which is pretty wild. Um, pretty similar to what I'd had the year before. Um, nearly, what is this, 80,000 likes, 17,000 comments, uh, almost 1,000 reshares, uh, 623 total posts. Um, follower count grew over 21,000. So uh, for, if you don't follow me on LinkedIn, please go over and follow. Right, we talk a lot about entrepreneurship, sales, business, uh, career. Uh, if you came from LinkedIn, big shout out! Thank you to everyone who's you know done an amazing job of uh, interacting with the content, you know, giving me feedback, you know, in terms of what what's more type of content that they want to see. So take a look. Links in the profile, links in the show notes. If you want to come over and check out what's going on on LinkedIn, similar for Instagram and YouTube, YouTube grew like crazy this year. YouTube grew like, and shout out to Sam and his team at New Marketing U. Um, I think YouTube maybe grew, I don't know, a thousand percent in terms of subscribers. If you're not checking out the YouTube content, please do. Um, you know, we've got some view, some videos that are, you know, I don't know. 10,000 plus views, which for some people are like, dude, that's nothing. But, you know, hey, for starting from nothing, um, you know, YouTube is really a place if you want that tactical advice, those clips, you know, it's mostly kind of five minute, three, five, seven minute videos. So definitely check out YouTube. Same with Instagram. We've tried to get more active on Instagram this year. Instagram's grown 30, 40% year over year. So make sure to follow me, not just on LinkedIn. Um, obviously, that's where, you know, I'm out there posting one, two, three times a day, just depending on what's relevant. Uh, but also definitely make sure you go check out YouTube and Instagram for a little bit different flavor. So personal, my growth as a leader and managing volatility. And uh, I put this saying in here, which is hard on problems and not people. I've got a coach and this is a, a saying that he has. It's really interesting when you run your own business, um, you know, it can be difficult, you know, to separate out. This is your personal, you know, when, especially when you're bootstrap, it's this is your money. You know, you're, it's your money. It's your company. At the end of the day, all decisions fall to you. And I think a lot of times people glamorize entrepreneurship. People glamorize owning your own company. Everyone thinks, oh, the grass is greener. You know, if I, I want to be my own boss, you know, all these other things. And, and the reality is when you run your own business, it also means you're 100% responsible. Now, what I will say is this, is that the good part is for me, and, and we talk about this mindset internally of 100% accountability. I've always been one of those people, even when I worked at a company, that if I saw a napkin sitting on the ground in the kitchen or whatever, I'd pick it up. And a lot of us, we like to think we're those types of people, et cetera, but I, I can just tell a stark difference between the type of people who say, that's not my job, and the type of people who say, well, what's the job that needs to get done, regardless of what my job is, and I'm going to go do that job. And so I've always had that mindset. And so taking 100% ownership, you know, wasn't necessarily a big shift for me when I did move into a leadership, you know, leadership role initially, and then into owning my own company. But I will say that when you, when, when everything is your responsibility, it can be tough to not have some emotion tied to that. And it can be tough to not sometimes, 
you, you come back or, or react and somewhat emotional. It's like, man, this is, this is real money. You know, this isn't like play money. This isn't, you know, house money. This is actual real money. And so, um, you know, I think sometimes for me, one of the things that I continue to work on, and for those of you, if you know me in a uh, working relationship or personal, you know, I've got a lot of passion in everything that I do. And so one of the big things for me in reflecting back is continuing to create space. And so what do I mean by that? When I mean, when I say continuing to create space, um, it means that when, when things come up, when things don't go right, we all have that kind of visceral initial reaction. It's just normal, right? You're going to have something that bubbles up, something that's like, you know, and even if it's like, man, I messed up or it's something like, oh my gosh, this person's made the same mistake 17 times. Um, it's, it can be really easy to just say, fuck it. I'm frustrated and, and react with emotion. And it doesn't mean, you know, I think I've, I've matured quite a bit over the years to where it's less, you know, it, it, it's definitely dampened, but still, I think it's something that I continue to reflect on is create space. Uh, all people have good intentions and, you know, be hard on the problem, not on the people. And so for all of you, you know, whether it's in your professional or personal life, um, I really, really, really encourage you to take that mindset that, you know, whether it's your kids, whether it's a coworker, whether it's your significant other or friends, you know, make sure that when things come up, try to really make sure you, you separate the personal side of it and, and focus on the problems. All right. So process reflections. <laughs> so this is a new one. So process reflections. Um, and this year, I think I really learned the importance of processes. It's, you know, when you're scaling from a million to, you know, scaling from zero to 1 million is a whole other difficult piece. And from like one to three or four, then four to 10, all these different things break. And it's as a consulting, as a person who runs a consulting firm, you know, who runs a, you know, who, who works with, you know, rapid growth and, you know, multi, multi, multi-billion dollar companies, um, you know, process is something that for me as a CEO, isn't something that I default to, you know, I default to, you know, being amazing at the work. I default to making sure clients are happy. And what I realized is that in 2021, we had to get better at processes. So that's the way that we interact with our customers, how we have billing set up. And by no means were we perfect this year, but I really feel like across the business, we identified bottlenecks, solved problems and created processes. And I think by mid next year, um, I'm really excited for where we're going to be. So my advice, you know, kind of learning from this is <clears throat> wherever you think you're going to be in six months, not a year. Now I will say this, you don't want to build process at a growing company for process sake. That's another big mistake is I see people. And sometimes I even have to stop our own people They're like, well, we need to do this. It's important. I'm like, is it important? It might be important in a year. But is it important in six months? And that's how we're kind of looking at the, this lens. It's like, what are the things that in six months are going to break that we need to fix right now? Right. And so you don't want to build process for process sakes, but you do want to build process ahead of the curve a little bit. So again, just some things to think about. Next is partnerships. Uh, this year has been an amazing year. I want to give a shout out to Outreach. Uh, give a shout out to Matt Cameron. Uh, in particular, these are two, you know, software company, and uh, there's a few others I'll give a shout out to, and individuals who have really done an, um, 
really, really helped us to grow as an organization, whether it's outreach and us being their first partner, we're their largest uh, implementation and services partner. Um, it's been amazing to watch them grow over the last four years and really be a part of that journey. So we're really excited about it. We've got some really big things in the work with them in 2022. Matt Cameron, just amazing guy who does some amazing work around sales training, leadership development, um, uh, sales leadership development and other topics as well too. So shout out to Matt. Um, you know, obviously some of our other tech partners, Insight Squared, love those guys. Uh, they just got acquired this year, which is really exciting for them. Sendoso, Vidyard, Seismic, there's a, a bunch of others. And so shout out to, to all of our partners who helped to make it happen. You know, my services partners, you know, folks like John Barros, Richard Harris, um, and all the other people who continue to show us love over the years. So really want to shout out that. And I think that that's, you know, my learning over time. And again, I don't think I, I did a good enough job of this early on in, in scaling the company. And so hopefully, you know, all of you can listen to this and the importance of partnerships early on is critical. You can't do it all, especially as you're a growing company. So go out and find those people who are complimentary. Hey, they don't do what you do, but their customers might have a similar challenge that they can flip to you. So shout out to all of our partners. Um, this year, there's a lot of you and, and we appreciate you. So, all right, last part here, and this is a favorite exercise of mine. I, I don't do it enough. I go through fits and starts where I do it more. Sometimes I do it less and I really should just get in the habit of doing it. And maybe, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna do it right now. I'm gonna put this in my, I'm, gonna, I'm creating a calendar invite where on the third day of the month, here it is, boom, starting on the third, every morning for one hour, I'm gonna pull it start, stop continue for the month there we go all right it's officially does not repeat no it does repeat it's going to repeat monthly on the first monday i like that let's just do that all right and save perfect all right and i'll just basically what i'll do is i'll just keep recording my start stop and continues to make sure that i did a good job so what are my starts for 2022 setting personal goals it's really interesting <laughs> again going back to processes i i you know when i work with my team members this is actually a big strength of mine is working with team members to help them to set personal goals that help them to get them on their path both at scale and outside of scale but i think for me i have um i've neglected that you know again i think my per, my my personal goal has been to grow the business and to hit numbers and what I've realized more and more, I've got two young kids, if you don't know, a seven-year-old and a three-and-a-half-year-old, I need to get, uh, I need to set some personal goals. So stay tuned. I will share those personal goals with you. I've got some ideas of what they're going to be, but my commitment to all of you is that over the next two weeks, I will post a list. I'll probably post it on LinkedIn and maybe I'll give it a shout out. I'll, I'll definitely give it a shout out on the podcast too. So setting goals. Number two, uh, start getting more sleep and making health a priority. I mentioned that before, <clears throat> I think it's really easy because other people are involved, especially when you run your own company to say, well, you know, I, I know I could go do that workout, but there's this fire. And I, let me just tell you this, it never ends. Running a company means that fires, both good, good, good um, things that happen and issues with customers, things that pop up out of nowhere just happen. And so you have to start to prioritize that. So, so this year in particular, sleep is one of my big ones. So I'll probably have a goal around sleep. Um, why? If you look at the data around how we perform as people um, and as individuals, both uh, 
how we're able to make decisions, how we're able to handle the stress, et cetera. Sleep is a big part of that. So start is personal goals and getting more sleep. Stop. This is a, this is a good one. So stop is kind of a, uh, a piggyback to some of the things that I've talked about before is stop deprioritizing personal time. Right. And in order to do that, what you have to do is carve out and create that time as sacred. You know, I kind of look at these, there's like a triad, there's work, there's me as an individual, and that's me, that's personal time. And then there's family or call it like, you know, community or whatever, community, family time. Could be friends, could be family. And, um, you know, obviously family gets a different weight there, but especially when you have younger kids, man, the burden, the burden of both parents is so much higher. And shout out to all my you know, people, single parents out there doing it. Um, you know, my mom did it for a few years too, when I, whenever we were basically the age that uh, my kids are. And for a lot of, for, for me, I think what I've continued to do is say, well, I've got to be there for my family. I've got to show up there. And so any free time, I'm going to do that. And then it was, well, work, hey, I'm you know running a company and scaling. I've got to do that. So this year I'm going to stop always deprioritizing um, myself and personal care and health. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's not something to feel selfish or ashamed about. We all have to take care of ourselves so we can take care of others. So keep that mindset, take care of yourself to take care of others. So that's something that I'm going to stop doing. How am I going to do that? So this year I'm putting in specific calendar blocks uh, every single day, at least an hour, whether that's gonna be an exercise or workout, whether that's gonna be a meditation, maybe it's a walk, something, at least an hour a day where I'm taking care of myself, doing something, whether it's mental or physical. The other thing that I'm, doing, I'm gonna try out, <clears throat> this one is terrifying, <clears throat> is I'm only going to book, I'm gonna to try to max, not try, tries for, tries for, the, for the people that won't accomplish anything. Um, I'm going to start to only book up to four hours a day of meetings. Just so you all know, in, in, in a typical week, it's more like, let's see, uh, it's more like, what is that, eight hours, eight, eight hours, six, like six to eight hours a day. So I'm going to try to cut that in half. What, well, how am I going to do that? Well, what I'm going to do is just stop booking meetings. I'm going to say, hey, oh, that sounds great. Hey, I'm going to be here. If you want to catch up and talk about it, just give me a call. The other thing is that I don't know how all of you feel, but man, Zoom fatigue is very real. When I sit there and I stare at that freaking green dot or I stare into the abyss of my camera, you know, it's just, it, it, gets, it gets draining. Whereas if I've got my headset on, I've got my phone on, uh, you know, or my, Air, my AirPods in and I can walk around and I can do that. I just get so much more energized. The day goes so much faster. So I think all these things kind of go together that if I do more impromptu conversations and less booked meetings, it's going to allow me more personal time and allow me to you know, be less drained throughout the day. All right. Uh, continue managing to the situation without emotion. So before I talked about some of my people reflections, I have done, I think I've done a, this has been a big leap for me this year. I think one of the benefits of COVID for people like me is because you're not face to face 24/7, you get a, you get a little bit of benefit of that personal space. So I think I've made some big strides, and I'm I'm you know proud of the the work, and I still have a ton of work to do that I've made around again continuing to get better to managing to the situation. Remember, hard on problems, not people. And again, I, I don't I'm definitely not where I'd like to be with that. And um, I'm going to continue to manage that and work to that. So my friends, that's 2021 in a wrap, in a nutshell. That's 2021. 
I'm very excited for 2022. We've got some very big things in the works uh, early in the year. I was pretty crazy this time last year. We were preparing for a new website launch, a new logo. Um, there's so much stuff going on. So it's kind of nice uh, to not have that going into January. Um, but instead, again, I hope that this helps. Maybe maybe this encourages you to, to take a little bit of time. My son, my son, aka my son slash wife, um, it's pretty interesting on Christmas, they got me a gratitude journal. This is one of the things I've heard a lot about. I know people swear by them. Um, and so that's, I think, something that I'm going to start to, again, thinking about taking care of myself and taking some time to reflect. I think a gratitude journal is a great way to do that. So I'll, I'll report back and let everyone know how that's going. So that's 2021. Is it a great year? Uh, interesting year. Uh, love being out here in Austin. Got back to my golf game, getting my handicap down. Um, so I have taken a little bit of time for myself, I guess. My wife would probably say, you know, golf is where I take some time, but you know, you're not burning too many calories out there. So anyway, all right, everyone. Well, look, this is, it's been an amazing year. We launched a podcast this year. I want to say I appreciate all of you for subscribing, all of you for downloading. And yeah, this is the last episode of the year. So next year, we've got some cool stuff for the podcast planned. Uh, one of the big things is we're going to start launching a little mini show on Mondays. So that's going to be a ton of fun. So real quick hitters, like basically clips from sales calls that I've done, clips from interviews that I've done, clips from shows I've been on that I think will be relevant. So every Monday, you're going to get a real quick bite-sized snack around one specific idea and then thursday we'll be doing the interviews and shows like this so make sure you tune in make sure you subscribe if you haven't and we will see you next year on the jake dunlap show i'm out all right thank you so much everyone for tuning in to another extremely fun and interesting episode i thought it was fun and interesting so i hope you did too of the jake dunlap show uh really great just breaking down everything that makes people who they are the success the trials and errors and i hope that you enjoyed it as much as i did make sure to subscribe on your favorite platform and make sure more than anything to go over to jakedunlap.com that's where you're going to stay up to date on all the latest guests additional details prep notes we're going to be sharing everything on jakedunlap.com so go ahead go over there you can subscribe there as well too and we will see you next week on the jake dunlap show